talk to you about the, the two most influential women in history. The two most influential women in history. About 13 years ago, I dealt with the same subject about these, these two women. Uh, I, I've come back to this because this Saturday we're having a women's get-together. I think it's important that you have a church with strong spiritual women. Women, I preach a sermon called The Power of Women. Um, even though I, this is a male-driven church and a male leadership church, which is, by the way, just Bible, uh, it is a woman-friendly church. Uh, you know, we, we men in this church, especially the married men, we, we, we love women so much we spend our life with them. And um, we, we are women at Gospel Baptist, uh, spiritual women, wonderful. It's, it's a strong, you cannot have a good church without it. Women, historically, have tremendous power. I mean, you just cannot underestimate the power of women in history. As we look back at the creation, we see Adam was created first, given authority over all the earth, the fish, the animals, the birds, and, and his wife. In Genesis 1.26, God said, let, man, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, follow the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Adam was no doubt the head of everything. He had his wife because it was not good for man to be alone. God saw Adam. He was alone. It wasn't right. Everybody, all the other animals had a mate, and Adam wasn't going to reproduce by himself, so... God created a woman from him. So I believe God took something from Adam and made the woman. And that's why the Bible says the two become one flesh. In other words, as it was in the beginning, as Adam was complete. Uh, and when God took woman out of him, he made Adam incomplete. And that is completed again uh, through marriage. And, and the consummation of marriage. Something supernatural there that I cannot explain has not been explained to us. We don't need to know, I suppose. In 1 Corinthians 11.3 it says, But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man. The head of Christ is God. There is no doubt that woman has been given great influence, as I mentioned, in power and history. Women, I don't ever want to, don't, don't, don't come around me and, and, and tell me, give me this, sing me the song, uh, Brother Zook, you sing the Submission Blues. The Submission Blues. Or Poor Pitiful. Ladies, you have great, great power. God has given this power to you to change things for good. How many decisions have been changed in the quiet of a room 
when the man is mulling over the decision he has to make and his wife comes to him and gives him some suggestions or some thoughts that she has, how influential is that? Wow, it is greatly influential. So the two most influential women in history, you probably already know who they are. The first one would have to be Eve. The second one, I think, has to be Mary, the mother of Jesus. Let me talk about a little bit of the, some of the similarities and maybe the differences between those two women. Both women were visited by an angel. Eve was visited by Satan, and Mary was visited by Gabriel. Both women started uh, a history-changing event. Eve started the fall of mankind into sin. Mary was to be the one to birth the Redeemer of all mankind from sin, if they would believe. In Genesis 3.15, it says, I put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Satan has been in fear of the seed of the woman from Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Uh, he knew that there was going to be one coming from a woman that was to crush his head. Now, how do you kill a snake? You don't grab it by the tail, you crush its head. If you crush its head, you kill it. Or you cut its head off. It's, it, it may wiggle around, but you've killed it. Satan knew that this was a dire consequence. And, and from that moment in history, as you read through the Old Testament, you'll see his effort to pollute the seed uh, to where God could not accept it. And I believe that's why God destroyed everybody in the flood, that there had been such a pollution uh, of the seed that he saved just eight people. Of all those people, only eight people were saved. And then after Noah came back, the first thing Noah did, man, I wish Noah would have left the grapes on the other side. Noah, Noah grows a vineyard and gets drunk right off, right off the bat. And, of course, you know the sin that came out of that. His one boy. I don't know what happened there, but it was bad. And, man, I just, I just think alcoholism. Imagine the, imagine the horror that alcohol has contributed to in our, in our society, the, just the horror of it. Now, if you're for alcohol, you might as well be for cocaine. You might as well be for marijuana. You might as well be for uh, um, meth. Meth. What do they call that? Meth. You might as well be for speed. Let me just call it what we call it in the 60s. Uh, you, you might as well be for oxycodone or synthesized morphine. Uh, you, you might as well be for just some sort of... Brother, I don't need the spirits, but I do need the Holy Spirit. I don't want to be influenced by all of those chemicals and not know who I am and not know what decisions I'm making and why I'm making them. I want to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. And I know I brought that. That's not the sermon. Boy, I got a whole sermon on that for sure about alcohol. I don't, there's not one good thing I can say about alcohol. Not one good thing I can say about it. Uh, you, you sat there and talked to a woman all black-eyed and beaten up. Her husband was drunk. He'd have never done that sober. 
And you, you listen to the sheriff deputy tell about 65% of all crime is alcohol related. You hear stuff like that. And you say, what in the world? Oh, I can control it, brother. Yeah, I've had members of Gospel Baptists leave us because we're against drinking. And pretty soon I saw their picture in the paper, DWI or DUI, driving under influence, arrested, the mugshot. That's what it'll do to you. It'll take you everything valuable away from you. Man, I can't say enough good. And everybody said, say amen so I can quit this and go on. Okay. Eve was promised that through her, through womankind, a Savior would come. Mary was promised a Savior would come through her, very specifically. Both had a free choice, to fail or to succeed. Eve could have resisted and said no. God said no, not to touch that, not to take that tree, not to be part of that, and said no and resisted. She didn't. Mary could have refused. She didn't. Mary accepted. And you know, I've spoken about this before in another passage, another message about a, 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 a sword shall pierce the heart also. Mary suffered, and her family suffered, and her husband suffered horribly. Uh, shame in the era that they lived, uh, what went on there. They did not, I mean, nobody's going to believe the Holy Spirit came and, and, and you were a virgin. <laughs> nobody's going to believe that. They don't want to believe it today. How much less are they going to believe back then? Both of these girls were made famous, if I may use that word, by their choice. Eve was infamous and the bringer of death. Mary was famous and the bringer of life. I believe that's a choice for any woman today. You're going to be a bringer of blessing or you're going to be a bringer, you're going to be a bringer of curse. What will it be for you? Ladies, it's your choice. You can be spoken well of in the gates or talked badly in the bar room. Um, I've seen many old boys saved and go to heaven because they had a woman that was a faithful woman and would stick with them and help them and push them towards the light. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. But they stuck with them and helped them, loved them. And man, some of these old boys got saved a couple weeks before they died. Amen? I believe the thief on the cross got saved, what, about five, six hours before he died? I think somebody can get saved just before they die. Do you believe that? I've been over to people's homes that all their life they rejected Jesus and they were dying. And I told them about the gospel and they got they went tears in their eyes. I asked Jesus to save them. As far as I know, as sincerely as I know human can be, they asked Jesus to save them and just a few hours later died. How close. Some of you people, Brother Barrows preaches at the... Uh, Nursing home, Brother Moon preached in the nursing home. They've seen some people saved at the nursing home, just on the very edge. And I've done the same thing, Brother. I had an 85-year-old woman uh, saved. <laughs> some of you feel, man, I'm, I'm older than that. Well, praise God you're not in a nursing home, but this woman was in bad shape. And she was 85 years old, told her about Jesus, and she got saved. A Jewish woman on top of that. Prayed and asked Jesus to be her Messiah and her Savior. Nursing home ministry is snatching them from the very jaws of death. Oh, that's beautiful, the gospel. Well, you can be a bringer of blessing. You can be infamous or famous. Both of these girls had their sons murdered. Eve had Abel murdered by man, and Mary had Jesus murdered by man. Both had their hearts broken. Eve 
Her heart was broken with the consequences of her rejection and seeing her children suffer. It had to be so. Uh, no, no mother. She's the mother of all. She was the first mother. Well, I imagine it had to break her heart when, when uh, Cain slew Abel. I mean, both of them are children. And then Cain, on top of that, was given a special mark and then sent out. And uh, that had to hurt her. I mean, even even way I've seen mothers, you know, they love their kids even if they're wayward. Nobody else may love them. Nobody else may want them to be around, but a mother. There's there's just nothing quite like a mother's love. It's unexplainable. To be honest with you. And I, you know, Eve was she she was hard. Well, Mary, her heart was broken, as I said before. Consequences of seeing her son rejected and suffer. Luke chapter 2, verse 34 said, Simeon blessed them and said, Mary, send unto Mary his mother, behold, this child is set for the fall and the rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. And he said, Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of thy heart may be revealed. And it happened. You're not going to do good without some pain. You're not going to do. You're not going to do the things of God without some pain associated with it. But it can be for good. The, the world suffers pain, but for what? What's their reward? Nothing. They rejected Christ. They're without God, without hope in the world. They suffer loss of family. They suffer kids going bad, but with no consolation. But as a born again Christian, uh, there's sweet consolation. Even when things go bad, there's hope. Until your child breathes their last breath, there's hope. There's hope. Keep praying. Don't give up. Bring them before the throne of grace. Don't, moms, don't quit on your kids. You may have a wayward son even tonight. You may have a homosexual son. You may have a transvestite son. You may have a son that, that, that don't know what he is. You just keep praying for him. Ask God to don't let them sleep until they get right with God. You keep after them. Both of these girls had their hearts broken. Both made the Bible. That's big. Both made the Bible. I mean, they're in the Bible. And we'll be remembered for all eternity. Not just during while earth is here, because the Bible of itself says in Psalm 119.89, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Whoever made the Bible, they're in there forever. Uh, Mark chapter 13, 31 says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Now, you know, only God can do that. When Jesus said that, only God can say that. A human being can't say that. My words aren't going to pass away. Are you kidding me? You don't know that. You don't have control of what's going to happen tomorrow. But Jesus did. And people say, Jesus never claimed to be deity. Are you, it's everywhere. It's all over the New Testament. It's statements like that that only God can claim and enforce or have it to become true. Wow. These two women have influenced history in two very different directions. And I kind of believe that's the way it is. 
How will you be known? What will be said of you? Now, I'm not just speaking to the ladies, even though it's primarily the ladies, but the men too. How, what, what will be spoken? What will be your epitaph? I'm working on mine. Somebody today came to me and said, you know, you're sweet. I can't remember who it was. I was so stunned when I woke up. <laughs> hey, if you don't shoot, if you shoot at nothing, you'll hit it. If you shoot at nothing, you'll hit it. So I figure I'm starting to lay my epitaph down here right now here. Sweet, sweet man. He was one of the sweetest men I ever knew. Stuff like that. Whatever. What will be said about you? Will your children rise up and call you blessed girls? Proverbs 31, 28, her children will rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. I'm going to tell you this. I, I've said it, and, I, and this is, there's, there's absolutely no flattery in what I'm about to say. My woman is a virtuous woman. She qualifies for the, for the qualifications of the book of Proverbs. She has worked her fingers to the bone for me. She literally has worked her fingers to the bone for me. You say, for me? Yeah, for me. I'm the head of the house. She has given everything she's gotten. She's gone to bed late and got up early, brother. She has given every piece of energy she has for the home, for me, and for my house. No wonder you rise up and call her blessed. Why, if she dies before me, I'm going to get up and talk about all the good that girl's done. And uh, just and I'm, I'm going to fulfill the scripture there. What will your husband say about you girls? She was demanding. She was critical. She was pulling on me. She was tearing the house down with her own hands. That's some of the things that a foolish woman does. Domineering. Wouldn't let me make decisions. You know, you have to let your man fail. Man, that's good words. Man, that's good preaching. You have to let your man fail, you control freak. Oh, I don't like it when you talk to me like that. You could watch the Super Bowl. That's the truth, though. I've had girls in my offices, oh, my husband doesn't know how to handle money. He's going to bankrupt us. I said, take your hands off the roller coaster and scream all the way down. <laughs> what? Let him go bad? He's the head of the house. Give him good advice. Honey, please don't do that. It would be nice if you wouldn't do that. But don't nag him. You'll be like a dripping faucet. <laughs> Why, he'll go make him a room outside on the roof. Rather than be with you.
You got a choice. Be one or the other. You can be an asset. You can be a liability. By the way, you can. I can't, preacher. Now, you know the word I can't means I won't. You know what? You know that you can do anything that's right to do. Because God's going to help you. Don't we quote the verse, I can do all things through Christ would thank me, but that's all good things. If, if it's good to do, you can do it. But it's so against my nature, I know. God just loves to do stuff outside the box. He just loves to do stuff that you can't visualize ever being done. That's where God does his best work. When he called me to preach, I said, it's got to be a mistake. And it all, maybe you think it was. <laughs> but I mean I've seen him call other people and I said it's got to be a mistake and they prospered and God used them we had a missionary that came in here and he was he was mealy mouth uh, unenthusiastic uh, dry as a bone well when I left here I had to get some pot because I, I, my tongue was sticking to the roof of my mouth he was so dry and that old boy went up to uh, Prince Edward Island. Succeeded, established a church. I actually took a motorcycle trip and went to the church, visited the church. There's a veterinarian. He turned it over to a local veterinarian, which now is the pastor of the church. And, and it's a beautiful sister. And do you know how hard that is to do? That's a miracle in a foreign country like Prince Edward Island. Just down the road from Anna, Green Gables. Yeah, just she's just north, about 20 miles. She's not there, but her house is. I looked at that and I go, what was I wrong on that one? God loves to do that. He'll take you. Unlikely. You know the trouble is, I got no confidence in myself. That's great. That means you're in a position for God to use you. I don't think I can do it, but I believe God's calling me to do it. Do it. Grab it and go. Will your children rise up and call you a blessing? Or will they say, oh, I hate to even say this. Will they say you were like Jezebel? That name, Jezebel, when it goes across your lips, scares you. That puts, that puts a chill right down a man's spine. Jezebel. Jezebel. I bet she looked good. Jezebel. The Bible says whom Jezebel, his wife, stirred up. Do you know, you know Ahab wouldn't have done the evil he did. It wouldn't have been for Jezebel. Literally, a woman can cause you to do more evil than you normally would do. Will you be known like, here's another one, Delilah. 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 Wow. Do you know, the strongest man that ever lived fell to a little weak woman named Delilah. She said, how canst thou say that I love thee when thy heart is not with me? She probably had big old poochy lips. Wet lip lipstick. 
While he was looking at her, he couldn't think anything. He, he, his mind went into a... <laughs> Tell me where your strength lies. I wonder what he thought when they came at him with that red hot poker and stuck it in the... Remember, you had to do one eye at a time. And he heard the sizzle of the liquid boil out of his eye. I imagine that'd be painful. But that wasn't the end of it. He had another eye to go. And they just took it on that other eye, and he thought, oh, Delilah, how'd she do? How, how good? And I've seen women just about do that to men. What kind of woman do you want to be? Or will you be known as Dorcas? Ooh, Dorcas. By the way, it paid off. She got resurrected. Dorcas, this woman is full of good works. Acts chapter 9, verse 36. This woman is full of good works and alms deed, which she did. She was known, instead of like Jezebel or Delilah, she was known for all the good works she did. She was known for, for just, oh, look at what she so Look at this baby blanket she made me. Look at this, this, uh, look at this, this. Look at what else. And she had gone around doing good. Girls, you may not be able to do certain things, but you can, if you can cook some cookies, cook some cookies for some shut-ins, go take them over to the shut-ins, sit down with them for a few minutes and have some cookies with them. And, and just maybe a, maybe an old girl that's by herself, somebody that nobody's visited in a long time, give her a call and say, hey, I want to come over and bring a couple cookies and maybe some hot tea and let's just sit down and have a little chat together. Oh, that's good stuff. When you die, those people that you've helped are going to come to your funeral and going to go, oh, look at this, what she gave. Look at this when I was down. She gave me, look, she came over and visited me. When we have funerals of gospel, we're risk takers here at the church. We'll have people come up in a time where they can say something about the deceased person. I've had them go an hour. The longest I've ever been to was an hour and a half, and that was Jim McCollum's dad's mother. No, wife. It was Jim McCollum's mother. That woman had done so many good things that when she died, which I, it, she, it, the people filled the place, and just when they started giving opportunity to come up and say something about her, I didn't know her. I didn't know her. I went into the funeral not knowing this woman at all. And I felt by the end of the funeral time, I, I, here's what I felt. I really, really wish I could have got to know this woman. This woman, they kept saying stuff about her and saying stuff about her, and, and it was real deal. How will you be known, like Dorcas? Well, let me tell you this. You won't be known like Dorcas unless you make the decisions Dorcas made. She had to make decisions. We, we had somebody in this church one time come up and say, Every morning we get up and, and we say, who can we do some good for today? Oh, I like that attitude. Your retirement can be your best days. Work is not encumbering you. In other words, having to go to a job and report on time and all that. It's not encumbering you to, now you're free to go, to go do random acts of kindness. Ooh, random acts of kindness. And I have to say, at the Radio Ramblers, Brother Nick Carbon did me a random act of kindness and brought a bunch of food and did a bunch of barbecue. I didn't eat supper. 
I hadn't eaten supper, and I went over there, sniffed around his plate. I'm, I'm mooching a little bit, you know. And anyway, how much does cost? Oh, it's free. Oh, free. I like that. There's been free food I wouldn't even eat, though. But that food was good. He said, be careful of them sausages. And brother, he was right about that. That thing lit me up. But it was good. You know, we gave water away at the, we gave coffee away. People came and said, why don't you charge? Because we want to be known for doing good. Not for just always collecting money for everything. We don't take an offering on prayer meeting. When I quit taking an offering on prayer meeting 25 years ago, one of my main members said, you're, you're going to ruin us financially. He meant well, but he was wrong. He was wrong. How about the church give back some? Amen? We give back stuff. Last year we let the ladies come free. Well, by the way, I don't know if it had anything to do with it. It was the largest group of ladies we ever had. Surely it wasn't because it was free. <laughs> Somebody told me, oh, it's only got that many girls because it was free. And my heart went, oh, tell me it ain't so. Will you be knowing girls for uh, raising children that have known the scriptures from a child. 2 Timothy 3.15 says, And now from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith of Jesus Christ. I remember Jack Hiles, story after story after story of Jack Hiles and his mother. How she would set him on his knee and say, This is the word of God. This, repeat after me. This is the word of God. Hold the Bible up. This is the word of God. Well, the man was telling a story. He was in his 30s and 40s, and he told in his 50s and 60s and 70s. It impressed him. You don't know what you're going to, what, what may sink in to your child. But boy, girls, you have a great opportunity to at least sow good seed. Amen? Teach your children the holy scriptures. Teach them the respect for the Bible. Or will you be known for raising a heathen who's selfish and destructive or sensual like Herodias? You're powerful, ladies. You're powerful. I believe it's been said the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. What's this say about us, man? The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. You're powerful. But I hate to say, I'm going to say it in both ways, you're potentially wonderfully powerful, and you're potentially damnably powerful. You can do either way. You can be a curse on a, on a man's life, or you can be the blessing of blessings. The choice is yours. Will you be Eve or will you be Mary? Father, help us tonight to be able to look at these two girls in a simple childlike faith to choose right. To sow seeds of goodness, seeds of kindness, seeds of generosity, Seeds of benevolence. Help us, help the ladies of Gospel Baptist Church to be, to make their men rich. To make their men wealthy. 
of the fact that they married you. Father, help them to build their homes, not tear them down with their own hands. Help the ladies of Gospel Baptist to love you with all their heart and all their soul and all their mind. Father, help us. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.